0: Disclaimer, the following show is a product of typical millennial boredom and contains two college friends who can blabber shit for hours. Anything being said is either derived from personal experiences, internet or is a work of fiction. In no way is it meant to hurt the sentiments of any living or non-living being and also no animals were harmed in the making.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Millennial's Ecstasy. I'm Manan. And I'm Dikshant. And here... We are trying to bring back those quirky discussions about topics that excite us or things we feel are totally messed up. Now, whether it be college, sports, technology, society, viral sensations, work life or whatever it may be. Alongside some obvious notes, we'll also try to bring about certain aspects of it which we feel are just not spoken enough.
0: And for the second episode, we're coming to the most obvious thing people think about after relationships. That is death.
1: I don't see how that is very obvious, but... (laughs) Just
0: just kidding. We would be discussing something which we both are very interested in talking about and that is immortality. Cut to intro. (music) Manan, tell me this. Uh, What do you think is the average human life expectancy currently? Mm, 75?
1: 75. Okay.
0: And what do you think it was 100 years ago? Around 19th century, 18th century.
1: Mm. 10 years less? 65? Around somewhere.
0: Yeah, there. you're 50% right, 50% wrong. Currently, we are at 75, 75 years of human life expectancy. But interesting fact, around 1900s, the average human life expectancy was from 47 to 50 years. That's it.
1: Ooh, 1900s is not that far too.
0: Yeah, and that's huntier. the whole point. In a span of 100, 150 years, we've had a 50% increase in average human life expectancy. And with the same rate, uh, if you see, our medicine and medical technology has grown tremendously. In the distant future, it is not that far away where we have a human uh, average life expectancy of around 150 to 200 years. given The rate we are increasing in. This is what brings us to immortality, today's topic. And, you know, to start off with, let me start off. uh, There are two types of immortality. The first one being true immortality. I think you Hmm. and... Me, both of both of us are well aware what
1: true immortality yeah. is the gift. Yeah. Blessing. You never die. Blessing Amar. Yeah.
0: And the second one being functional immortality. Now, what hmm. functional immortality means is uh, through technological means or through any external means, your aging process is either slowed down or reversed. Uh, basically hmm. you're pushing your death a little far away. You're increasing your life expectancy. That hmm. is what uh, functional immortality is.
1: So so is it is it like my body will be less prone to diseases? Or, or, like, old age won't come to Could you no, uh, no, not that. Uh, all of this will still happen, the number of diseases hmm. will still increase, but our capability to fight those diseases would be much better than you know what Achha. we are at currently. Correct, and correct, correct. Yeah, we
0: might feel that functional immortality is something very new to us, and right? uh, hmm. research yeah. we've been doing is something new, hmm. but like, let me tell you, this was this has been in people's heads from a very long time. There was a case when uh, first Chinese emperor sent out his support group to find that exiler of life in search uh-huh. of immortality. And then yeah, yeah. around the 16th century, this is very bizarre, but French nobles thought that drinking gold, liquid gold, mm. would increase their life expectancy. Cool. And, <laughs> yeah, li- literally. And this is, what the, mm. this is the point I'm trying to make that, uh, you know, this has been with people for a very long time. And yeah, yeah. through scientific research or to bizarre things like drinking gold. One thing what I came across very recently around, I think 2015-16, MTV covered a woman who thought that uh, bathing in pig's blood would keep her young. You know,
1: Bathing in pig's blood?
0: Yeah, would keep her young.
1: Man, I thought girls go only up too far as makeup for going back in age. But, okay.
0: There are some weirdos. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, that's the... That's the whole point that through scientific research or say bizarre beliefs, people have always tried to achieve that True. a greater lifespan, greater life expectancy. Uh-huh. And, you know, now coming to the legit part, the scientific research, there have been a lot mm-hmm. of them, like some interesting ones and some bizarre also that I came across was the first one being cloning. Now what happens mm-hmm. is, uh, you understand, right, what cloning is. Yeah, is yeah, yeah. Something? Copying something. Now let's say uh, there's a DNA strand you know? And mm-hmm. at the end of the DNA strand, there's something called as telomeres. Now all human beings have it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess all human beings have DNA. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they have telomeres. Now what telomeres does Good is, assumption. Now, Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> So, now what telomeres does is uh, it copies. It helps in copying cells. Mm-hmm. You know? There's an age till mm-hmm. where our cells regenerate or like copy itself. Right. Uh-huh. So, it helps uh-huh. them. So, as you grow old, the length of telomeres decreases.
1: Correct.
0: And the sign it is that your copying mechanism is slowing down. Slowing down. So, what scientists are trying to do that they take a very healthy human being, a very young human being, take his telomeres and match it with your DNA. So, basically, artificially increasing the length of telomeres, hmm. which implies that your copying mechanism, cell generating mechanism is still intact. Like, yeah, you're it reversing it somehow. So, you're trying to, uh, you know, get that dip to a growth pattern. Correct, correct, This is one. Second one being oh, cryogenic kind of a technique. That is, Hmm. you you watch Civil War, right? Yeah. yeah, Captain America. You know super soldiers were stored in uh, that liquid nitrogen. So Ah. that is it. Basically, that is it.
1: Uh,
0: Whenever someone dies or something, there are companies which do that. that Whenever someone dies, they either take the brain or body and then Hmm. freeze it in liquid nitrogen. Hoping, Hmm. sometime in the future, uh, science would make a breakthrough and using a brain or a whole body, they can regenerate that person.
1: Somehow. I thought it was only on movies, but... Now, maybe people literally actual life maybe,
0: that. And you know, are oh, doing it. so that price tag tool, if you want your brain, if you want to get your brain freeze and stored, you pay 80 mm-hmm. grand in dollars. And if you oh. want your whole body to be freeze, you pay 200 grand in dollars. And even though there is such a high price tag, it is high. The money is pretty it is, much, huh? it's a lot high. There are around 1500 people who have already signed up for this, who have already had their brains or bodies freezed up with the company. And this was way back in 2016. Right now, I think a new company opened up in Russia, somewhere in Japan as well, we are trying to do this. So the we've come civil up war has
1: of... influenced people a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> hmm. Dude, yeah, even, even, even I came across like a very, very bizarre kind of a research in which the parents, usually they store the umbilical cord blood of a child. But, but the point of it is uh, the umbilical cord blood is rich in stem cells which are basically the cells which help for the regeneration or growth of your body, parts, or yeah. body organs, Yeah, like so when you go, go to fetus to your full, full body. So yeah, the idea behind the whole thing is after you reach a certain age, biological age, this blood is systematically given to you in some sort of way to counteract your dying or your dying self, type Wow. That could be... This is the most bizarre. This is the most bizarre. That's
0: your point. Like... We can go on and on about scientific research, the bizarre ones, the good ones, everything sounds bizarre Mm. because like, I feel that if there's going to be a scientific breakthrough, it's going to be through bizarre things. It's never going to be through normal things. Exactly. We can go on and on about these scientific researches, but Mm. you know, these scientific research is, are working towards functional immortality. But the question we need to be asking is, do we want functional immortality or do we want immortality for that matter?
1: True. Very interesting because everyone just running behind it. They want it, they want it. I feel there must be a time where people should pause and just look at, do we actually want where we are going? I feel it's a good stage where we should probably look at the pros and cons of how life itself could probably change. There are a lot of good bits, there are a lot of bad bits. I feel it's a a good point of discussion. Uh, So if I want to start, the most basic one I feel which comes to mind is, let's say if the average age becomes 150 so uh, let's not put a number what on happens it. to let's,
0: not put, a nah, let's, 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 let's not put a number if it
1: increases yeah. if we increase the lifespan a lot so the first obvious thought which comes to mind is population like the number of babies aren't stopping yeah. we can't tell that you know have a baby after 35 so what happens to the balance there there are a lot of thought process that with this the population will spike and Given limited high resources. population is given limited resources and everything it, it it is a difficult challenge
0: overcrowding and overpopulation is the challenge with Correct. immortality like increasing your lifespan to be increasing
1: precise. huh? huh. Uh, the flip side of it which a lot of people believe in is that if if they are to live for 200 years humans are known to found solutions for problems right they might find some way you know people believe that they'll find place in mars or yeah. they'll go they anywhere might have else a space or something Space colony. Yeah. I'm not sure as to how to rate this because both are fair enough.
0: Yeah, it's basically if you if someone's given a more lifespan, he can make a much mm-hmm. better impact on the world. Correct. From his side. Hmm. Yeah.
1: That's a proof. Yeah. One very important was this only, like if let's say a lot of our known people or established people people who made a big impact, who died out of diseases or all of those, if they had a longer lifespan, maybe they could make more of an impact, or things in those directions. Where, let's say, looking at it on a micro level, personal point of view, I can see how people want to live longer. Even if you accept that you know you have to die, you want to be of that stage. That not today. Extend. Yeah. Let's push it further away. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's huh. there. But I feel the flip side of this would be people would just run into boredom. People would just run into run into things they don't have anything to do. Matlab. If they've given a lot correct. of lifespan, you
1: know? Correct, correct.
0: If that aging process is just stopped, they're not growing old. Mm. Mother, you know, it comes on to a lot of philosophical terms. Exactly. That what if it's just you and everyone around you is not got this? You know, so all your loved ones and everything would die down and you're just there. So you would have to live with that burden of like death and everything eternally, with that sorrow mm. eternally. So that is the con. Correct.
1: Like, well, where, yeah. where do
0: we put a stop to this?
1: Huh. Even coming to the lazy point, there was this there's, there's one side of it where people feel like if we have a very huge time in our hand, the purpose of life itself will diminish in some sort of way. Like, given we have a finite amount of time, which everyone feels is less, everyone wants to do a lot in that. Everyone has that thing, you No, know, I have limited time, let, let, let me do this, let me do this, I want to travel, I want to do all of it. Given, like, let's say I have 200 years, I might be like, huh, okay, like, I have a lot of time, no hurry and oh, that though, side of that mindset we still feel <laughs> 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 but yeah exactly. i get it the,
0: yeah
1: huh. again people have that kind of a thinking where they feel if they have 200 years they will feel it's a less pressured life while a lot of people have that mindset that they have a lot to do but they don't have enough time and yeah. they feel pressured because of that i'm not very sure as to how i'm saying there is a mindset I'm not very supportive of that. I feel pressure comes more from the rat race. Like I feel if we, let's say, were to live double or something, like let's say have eight years for college, the normal college life would be probably to have two degrees of bachelor's yeah. or things like that.
0: Yeah, I think the the thing is uh, we as humans uh, always want to live in a perfect world where there's no rat race, there's no jealousy and all of that. Hmm. But even if we expand our lifespan, see, this is not something which is going to happen in a switch. You know? Hmm. Today, just everyone gets to know that if you take this drug, you're going to live for 150 years for sure. That's not the case. Hmm. This is a process. Like probably 100 years down yeah. the line, the average lifespan would have increased to for that matter, 200, hmm. 150, whatever the number is. Yeah, hmm. no? A hmm.
1: big increase.
0: So hmm. as the process goes on, this rat race is also increased to that level. So
1: Correct. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So as the number of people increase, <laughs> the rat race is yeah. obviously going to increase to a much greater extent. So That's what comes to the con that, you know, given a lot of time, a lot of bad things might happen to you over time. Hmm. So people might go into depression or people might take their own life just because they have a lot of time on hand. They just don't know.
1: Just pinching on that point itself, like as you said, like 100 years back, average lifespan itself was around, let's say 50, 50. 47, 50. And now it's 75 odd. So everyone, okay, we went through that phase and we achieved, okay, we increase the lifespan. But no one really saw if, People were happy like you know like it's not always about the quantity maybe the quality of life itself a lot of depression has is, is more probably than what it was 100 years ago suicides are more and all that so do we really like is that the final goal living more or like living happy isn't isn't that living yeah, happy the, um, like
0: is it quality or quantity that matters yeah continue
1: correct. There's a very cliched dialogue, like, rather than focusing on adding seconds to life, you should focus on adding lives to seconds. It's, it's very cliché, but it makes sense, like, so I think that side of a mindset.
0: Again, all of this comes to this key. It, it, it has a lot of scenarios. If I tell you that hmm. 200 years, you get 200 years to live without any suffering, hmm. without any pain. So would you hmm. take that or not? Because we all know that even how much of a human's try to increase the lifespan, we all know how it's mm. going to end because we've seen even when people had a lifespan of 50 years, the mm. later end of their life was in pain and suffering when they're approaching death. When it increased huh. to 75, the same thing. And so mm. how much ever we try to approach functional immortality, it's going to be the same. Mm. The pain and suffering is always going to be there. So that is something mm. you can never invade or get through. That is something mm. you have to go through.
1: Correct.
0: So that is so now it Correct, yeah. raises a question on a personal level Given the suffering and pain is always going to be there, would you take it or would you not take it? So that's the discussion.
1: And one more thing about, uh, let's say, if the average lifespan increases, I feel uh, throughout life, the fear of death itself will keep getting more and more. It's my personal opinion. I feel the fear of death itself has caused so many people to go about this venture of increasing lifespan or increasing mortality or, or being immortal for that matter. So I feel if let's say I have 200 years and I know now average lifespan is 200 years. Every day you might feel more fear because if let's say now you die at 50, you feel okay, like it's it's not a, that bad because okay, average lifespan is 75 or let's say you die at 75. It, it feels like you've lived a long life. Let's say if it's 200 or 150, 70 might just feel like, oh shit, you died so young. At that point, I'm the fear of death itself. I feel if that happens, might increase. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. I feel there should be a balance between both. I will
0: always be a pro on increasing lifespan, for sure. Hmm. I will always be a pro. If I'm getting to live hmm. 100 years, I would take it, given my circumstances hmm. remain the same. Even if I'm going to suffer hmm. till 75 and then die and then till 100, 200, I'm going to suffer in the end part, I'll take it. I don't mind. But hmm. when you talk about immortality, right, like indefinite, hmm. you just stop your Absolute. aging or you get into reverse aging, that you've put death to a very far extent that you can't even quantify it. And Mm. in that what happens, what I feel is, you know, we have a fear of death because we don't know what Mm. is there in the afterlife for that matter, if you say. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. completely uncharted. We don't know what it is. Mm. The same is with Mm. indefinite immortality, indefinite uh, lifespan. You
1: don't really know what the
0: future holds. You should be equally scared on what the future is. Because Mm. right now we feel that we do know ki what future holds for us. You know, there's a sense of have a uh, belief, belief, sense of insight that we do know. But we have zero sense of insight on what the afterlife is, what happens after death. But I just feel that hmm. these fears are somewhere equal. Madab, somewhere immortality and, you know, death are somewhere similar because you hmm. don't have much insight into what's going to happen. It's just that we yeah. we have some insight into the future and on the death side, hmm. we don't, we exactly have no clue. So only that belief sure. is the difference.
1: But it's something yeah. similar. Yeah, I, you know, I wanted to focus on that point where you said that, you know, you keep death so far away that you don't have that in your mind itself. And I don't know where I read it, but it fits very well. Where the true essence of life is in the consciousness of mortality. Basically, I, what I meant from this is consciousness of mortality. It's not that people are unaware they are mortal. It's not that they think that they will live forever. But they just they don't get the thought of that itself. Uh, yeah. to explain it I'll, I'll give you an example let's say someone who knows that they're gonna die in 10 days they'll try to live those 10 days to the fullest because they know that they have a very finite time and they want to enjoy every second of it yeah. you push it to 40 years we don't rejoice every moment that we are alive because let's say on an average if 1000 people are dying I'm not one of them so you know, that if, if people can think in that direction that itself gives a very positive outlook to it where I'm not saying accepting your mortality in a way where you be sad and you be like, you know, ki marna hai, what's the purpose of living and all of those. Not, nothing like that. It's just ki if people have that sense, have that conscious belief that there is a finite time, I feel they can put in more, put in more efforts towards the present.
0: Yeah, see this, you know, the 10 days and the 40 years analogy, it's like hmm. we, uh, we have a sense of time in a very different way. Like 10 days seems so less for Mm -hmm. us and 40 years seems so much for us because we have Mm -hmm. such a different sense of timing
1: yeah and uh, when i gave the 40 year example i I didn't mean that you have to just live in the present and not focus on your future you you have to do that it's not an idealistic scenario where you just focus on your present
0: but you know the thing is what is that we as humans on a cognitive cognitive basis are always greedy are always going to be greedy that is what it comes down to you know I want to earn more, I wanna live more, I wanna exactly, eat more. Exactly. So the whole race for increasing our lifespan is always gonna be there. And there are always gonna be two parties. One who's in for it, probably the most of it. There's no one hmm. no one's gonna be that, you know, lifespan increase Everyone wants hmm. to. Hmm. Just because they fear what's coming after it. They don't really know what hmm. is there after hmm.
1: death. Just how you talked about greed. I feel that's a very nice way to put it. Like how we can say money itself. Everyone wants more. Correct. There's nothing wrong in that. But the point is, money is essential for you to give you happiness. So at the same time where you want more, you should feel satisfied with what you have. Try to make the most of it and while keep increasing or whatever for that matter. But just the rat race behind just increasing money, that that's never good, right? It, it, money is a secondary thing which is there to give you joy, which is there to give you happiness in some sort of way. That on an yeah. absolute basis can't give you that. Yeah. Like that I feel. Lifespan, everyone wants more, everyone wants more because they feel ki agar zyada hai, that if it's more, that is equivalent hai. to more happiness. That's yeah. not always true. So,
0: the, Again, all of this comes down to a lot of philosophical things. Matlab, don't be greedy and stuff. But if you look at it black and white, I do need more money. I do need more lifespan and stuff. Even though hmm. I have no clue how happy or how sad I might be, I just need more because I have a sense hmm. that it's hai to And hmm. you know, but We've seen in history, we've read it in those stories Mm -hmm. and everything that Mm -hmm. when given indefinite life, how things Mm -hmm. have ended for people. Like for that matter, if you see Bhishma in Mahabharata, he was Mm -hmm. given, right? That he was given a blessing of immortality. That he could choose when to die. Mm -hmm. How did it end for it? It ended very bad for him. Yeah, You know, uh, it's the same. In Mahabharata, Ashwathama was given a curse of immortality. Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is a very basic good thing that we see, you know, immortality was given as a curse hmm. you know yeah, you always think see, immortality okay. is something is good but krishna gave it to ashwathama as a curse that he would hmm. live for like i don't know three thousand four thousand years with pain and suffering all around so correct that yeah. is what it is that you know we have a sense that immortality is good but history is spoken hmm. in other ways for us
1: yeah very so, very true and i feel jasuki like how you spoke about immortality uh, I even feel about uh, that the artificial immortality or the functional immortality which we which we were talking about. I feel it's good that that is happening. But I feel a lot of people at this point of time just feel, you know, that life is too short. Want more. Yeah. And I feel those log are the ones who are just sitting and cribbing about you know, life is too short. Kuch kar I read this
0: somewhere that millions of people long for immortality. And those are hmm. the ones who actually don't really know what to do on a rainy Sunday afternoon
1: exactly exactly it's a perfect way to sum it up you yeah. want more you want more but you just want more blindly yeah, no that's not good Yeah. there is enough time if you look at it like there's so much time every second every minute every hour you can do so much see to
0: sum it up and like to end it here uh, hmm. there's a very good quote from Howard Phillips Lovecraft and it goes like personally I would not care for immortality in the least There is nothing better than Oblivion. Since in Oblivion, there is no wish unfulfilled. We had it before we were born, yet did not complain. Shall we whine because we know it will return?
1: perfectly said. Anyways, that's been our time guys. Thank you for tuning in. Do let us know what you felt about this whole podcast. And uh, hope to see you for our next episode. Adios. Bye.